California Spangle leads. Teton first to get busy on Romantic Warrior. Golden 60 next. He's starting to wind up and looking to get clear. California Spangle leads. Golden 60's off his heels. Romantic Warrior can't go with them. Golden 60's taken over now. He's a length in front of California Spangle and Romantic Warrior. And Hong Kong's horse of a generation wins the race of the decade. Golden 60 has beaten either the Romantic Warrior or California Spangle. That was the closing stages of the Stewart's Cup in Hong Kong. The three big players all going head-to-head. Golden 60, Romantic Warrior, California Spangle. And the champ back on top. Yeah, back on top and a big start to 2023 after Apache 2022. He's at his absolute best in, in 21 when he was the he won the Triple Crown there and then came back and won the, the big mile. But he was Apache in 2022, but arguably his best performance ever. Certainly his deepest piece of form yep. that he's ever produced. And only, we said race of the decade, only three have outperformed him in, in Hong Kong. Hong Kong trained. I mean, so there was Lord Canaloa and Maurice and Variety Club. When he came and spanked Abel Friend, they were slightly better. He went all right. Yeah, they were slightly better performances in Hong Kong, but only Abel Friend and Beauty Generation winning their big Hong Kong miles when they won by big margins, both of them in in the Hong Kong mile, produced bigger winning ratings than this. 127 is that number uh, for those playing at home. Probably the best race and the other performance that rated that does rate above that from Golden 60 on the weekend was in 2014, the QE2 designs on Rome, who had beaten Abel Friend twice before that, beat yep. him in the derby, and then beat military attack versing Getterix Epiphania, yeah, okay. who would go on and win the Japan Cup that year, and Dibiani, who'd come down here and uh. lock horns with, well, probably slightly more famously Winks, but also those memorable jewels with Horaki. But that was, um, yeah, 129 designs on Rome, so just behind Able Friend and Beauty Generation. Interestingly, that is the highest and the best of Tommy Berry. That designs on Rome win. Do you want to guess Tommy's Tommy's big three behind designs on Rome? Do you think he would think designs on Rome was the best horse he'd ridden? I think uh, he would say the horse that we would mark second was the best horse he'd ridden. In terms of giving him the biggest memories, it'd be Chautauqua. Yeah, he's next. He rode Winks. In the far lap. Yeah, okay. Well, the what I'm looking at is he has to be on for the peaks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't just, we're not, you know. So he's got Abel Friend and Maurice Beat. Yeah, he managed to do that. So they're not up the top? No, he didn't get the best out of them. He wasn't <laughs> on for the, the big peaks. So that's what, designs on Rome, Chautauqua, and then the mighty Pirata. <sighs> and then actually the horse who, so he's all through this Hong Kong form. He was travelling a lot at that point. Yeah. Next and on that list is the horse who actually ran second to him in that. QE2, which was military attack winning the QE2 the year before. He was a good horse, military attack, he was. when he was on. Back to Golden 60, anyway. Sorry, Back to Golden rolling 60. down the history of Tommy Berry when that has nothing to do with uh, anything this week. I think one of the best sprint races I can remember in Hong Kong, it had JJ the Jet Plane, Rocket Man, Sacred Kingdom. Sacred Kingdom, and they all looked like they were going to win at one point in that race. That was a big year for the sprinters. Yeah. But it was more competitive than, I think, say, um, Going off the top of my head here, but I think Sacred Kingdom was probably just starting to taper off. And Rocket Man, the story goes, because he formerly had a leg injury that right-handed wasn't ideal for him. Couldn't so, turn. So the, couldn't turn right. I mean, you would know. Couldn't go right. But I do remember that. Anyway, Golden 60. Now he travels. Hope so. So he's saying as good as ever. Good as or ever. Or even perhaps better. 
Yeah, I don't think you could mark that race any differently. Romantic Warrior, California Spangle at the peak of their powers and they played into his hands. Zach crawled them in front. Karras was smart in selling ahead of Golden 60. Because On Romantic Warrior, that mm, is, yeah. If he settled behind Golden 60, he had no chance and even in settling in front of him, he had no chance given they walked in front and similar to his win two back when he ran down California Spangle, Zach did similar, walked in front but he wasn't spotting him as big a start this time, hence the winning margin was far greater than what it was two back. It's very interesting because Romantic Warrior and California Spangle have now raced four times. Romantic Warrior now leads 3-1, but it's been a half a length ahead and a neck between them. Mm. Like there is nothing between those two horses. And they both have a bulk of very similar race. Mm. Well, of course, they're racing against each other. Of course they do, but they do have a, they are very similar. 124, 125, you'd be, I'd be very confident that's what they are. Golden 60 is slightly better than that. But Romantic Worry at 2,000 metres, maybe he too can be better. Yeah, so probably not suited here by having to run home 33 and a half. That's not his go, no. Yeah. So all that power that he's got, he's trying to, he's struggling to get it to the wheels, yep. get it onto the floor. Well, California Spangle had him cold in terms of a second and then he's picked him up late. We've already seen that form stand up against global form lines and, and we'll see it again. He's the best miler. In the world, modern games would be the only... Well, Baeed's off the scene now, modern games. I'm completely ignoring America in the dirt, but modern games would be it. Mm. He won twice in America and but was and won the French Guineas, but I don't think anyone would say... And certainly for body of work, he's nowhere near Golden 60. So he should travel. And I suppose... So it's just a sea of blue for him in Dubai, yep. which is where they've suggested he might go. And I think that would be a beautiful race for him. Yeah. And he's good enough to... His ratings-wise, he's actually very similar to the good horses that have won that race. He looks a lot like a Dubai Turf winner. Um, Real World is the one probably going there with the the best rating, although all the lead-ups have been won by Charlie in in recent weeks. Master of the Seas, fast time and 120, first up off a long break and hasn't had much racing, so to be that good straight away is good. So he'll, he'll go well into the 120s. Valiant Prince won the El Rashadir around 122, Al Sahal won the Fahidi Fort, 121. He did run $3.20 in the Dubai Turf a couple of years ago behind Lord North. So that's the, you know, that's what you've you've got to beat is there's going to be a swag of horses in the 120s. There's going to be a stack of California Spangles, but as he showed on Sunday, I was going to say Saturday then, Sunday, he can beat them mm. and beat them pretty well, really. He beat, he's running away from them at the finish, isn't he? The thing I find most interesting about these three horses and their duels Sunday was the first time ever Romantic Warrior had SP'd ahead of California Spangle in their four meetings. And the outside of the three, so these three horses between them have raced each other seven times. And now the outsider has won five of seven. <laughs> Hong Kong punters don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they know they're good, but they're not sure which way to go. But yeah, great race. Plenty of build up to it. And I think it certainly lived up to it. Vincent Ho, though, geez. Just get him to the outside. Just wanted to add a little bit more theatre to it, waiting for the run up the inside. But Good on him. Good theatre. Better theatre, this or Blood, Thunder and Animo over the top of them? What's the better three-way? What's the better go? I preferred this. Did you? Yeah, I was really looking forward to... This is a bit better than ours. Yeah. But only a bit. Only a little bit. And I'm biased. I like ours. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Golden 60 should be here anyway. They all should be, really. Yeah. Won't be long. Yeah. More Golden Eagles. They'll stay. So from the good to the bad, flop of the week. Flop of the week. And I'll tell you what, there are a few contenders for this, but we're a slave to the rules. So King's Gambit 
rolled at a dollar twenty five. Had floppy vibes, but it was not really because he's only three pounds below his best. Mm. Yep. I say his best, he's only other run. So realistically, it's a good start. It's a good start, yep. It's a typical Snowden start, I would say. Mm. He will have lost admirers, but he shouldn't have. That was probably over admired. Yeah. Yeah. Golden Mile rolled at five to four, but he too, 114 peak. I'd say he's round a form on the weekend, run 109. Animo, interestingly enough, was last year's flop of the week this weekend. He ran 111 in the expressway, 12 pounds off his peak. So Golden Mile, slightly better than what Animo did I feel like Golden Mile and Animo are only, only a comparison because they wear blue jackets. <laughs> They're very different horses. Uh, oh, Actually, yeah. and I'm quite upbeat about Golden Mile, but just not trying to be that. He's not that. No. So you can be really positive about him as a nice, hand, you know, he's a really nice Doncaster chance, isn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's no chance in a Doncaster. Ah, no, I think he is. I'd be surprised if he's able to get involved in a Doncaster. I don't think he's near it. Much better three-year-olds running Doncasters than him and get beat. So he's going to have to do something a lot different to what he did in the spring for me to consider him a nice Doncaster horse besides the profile. John Queerer for Johnny O, Australia Day. Some people might have missed it, but ran 100 at the Gold Coast and then rolled at a dollar sixty, around 91, nine pounds off that performance at the Gold Coast. I think she was even a little bit better than that at the Gold Coast too. So that's disappointing. And that form has worked out really well behind it. So she's... Straight up, turned up and flamed up. Flamed up. Poor effort. Honorary mention, that's poor. Poor. Very. Can I say this as well? Feels, no evidence to back this up, just off the top of the head. Feels very Johnny-o. Calling him the elevator. Uh, I don't know. They. No, I, I immediately backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but the undisputed biggest flop of the week actually won. And it was Jack and O running 106, 12 off his best. Falling in, scrambling in, but I didn't hate it. No, neither did I. It was fine flop. One of the better flops you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, he just knew where that first winning post was at Sandown. How good is he? And rallied for it. He did show show a very good attitude to get out of a slowly run race where things were hugely compressed because of that and margins were hugely compressed. So it doesn't look the eyes guys. Well, will the eyes guys like it? Do the eyes guys like a good attitude? They like a line finder. They do. Yeah. Back to the inside, not where you want it to be. Yeah. Don't worry about evidence. Just vibe it. Yeah. I, it had the tightest margin to second and third in 20 years, not, and the margin to third was nine times tighter than the, the average in that time, which goes a long way to showing, you know, to highlighting what happened pace-wise. They finished in a massive clump and finishing fast. So to actually get away from other horses, to sprint away from them there is, well, it's impossible. Well, possible. You've got to be really, really fast. And I think Jackano is not so much about top speed as he is about being able to, you know, he's a really good horse. He can sustain that effort. So He's high um, pressure. Yeah, so he ran really well in an Everest. Like, this is nothing like that. So it's a really different test of him. So, yeah, he's he's off his peak, but with a, a pretty good reason. And they might even, potentially you look at it as a, a good thing that he's, he's just been able to go around and, and have a low pressure kill, if you like. Three-year-old's in the ore. That's where he's going. Yep. So this rating is going to get him, I'm assuming the ore is going to hold up to some standard. Yep. Uh, this rating will make him very uninteresting in the ore. He'll be nowhere near them. No. But he's obviously a lot better than that. And three-year-olds, last decade, have not missed a place in the ore. Yeah, right. 
They've had Alabama Express an all-too-hard win it. He's not all-too-hard, but he's better than Alabama Express. Are we saying that? Happy to say that? Yeah. Surely no one's disputing that. Don't think so. Seamus Ward was beaten there. So all-too-hards came in rated 127, ran 120 to win the or. Alabama Express was only rated 110. So, yeah, he was worse than Jackano on established form. Uh, Seamus Ward had won at Cox Plate and was beaten here. So it's, we can say, ah, oh, they haven't missed a place and make it sound good. Or you can say, even a Cox Plate winning three-year-old doesn't win here and make it sound bad. You can just make these numbers so whatever you want. Mm. Uh, Eurozone was rated 140. Eurozone feels like a, nah, he's worse than Jackano too, isn't he? Oh, then you're not saying ballpark. No, nah, he ran 121. And Crosshaven, Crosshaven started two to one. Funny horse, Crosshaven. Rated 110 and, and ran 109 and ran up place as well. Do you want to know the tightest margin to third in the Manfred after this one? was 2005 when Wildly was just 0.4 from Nick and Nero. Nick and Nero went on to win five times group ones. They'd take that with Jackano from here. I'd say so. And Shinzig was fourth for Mick Price and went on and won the ore. There you go. History says. <laughs> Fun facts. Same race, by the way, for we would just roll this straight into the Taylor Pendrith Award. The reverse flusher. Because we've already, we've already discussed the pace scenario there. Yep. And Jamie Carr was finishing fastest of all on Ruthless Dame, who was 320 days off, I must say, and is very smart. And ran 104 plus off 320 days, and I doubt she goes backwards, and I doubt she goes through the autumn without winning a nice race. Would that be a fair assumption? So not an unlucky loser, but should have ran second? Um, You know, maybe she was an unlucky loser. Maybe Jackano isn't the line finder. <laughs> we all paint him as if, if Ruthless Dame just gets things a bit bit more even, perhaps. Perhaps, who knows. Climbing Star was also a really good run. And sensationally backed. Was it? It was yeah, off the okay. map. No, I did see that. No, I did see that. This feels like so long ago. Only ran in the 90s, but does have a peak of 100 and only had four starts. And I'm sure bookmakers are betting on the Alexandra Stakes at Mooney Valley. Listed race for the three-year-old fillies in March. You are. <laughs> if they've got an early market up for that, the Alexandra, it's, it's all may as well call it the Climbing Star Stakes. <laughs> That's her race. She'll hand out a few more Pendrus before she gets to that Alexandra and then bang, that's the night, Friday night. It'll be on probably race four, I reckon, at the Valley, mid-March. So in terms of that form, such tight margins, which horses do you actually want and which ones are you happy to leave? Or do you want all of them? Oh, you don't want all of them because some of them are getting in there when they don't have to exert yep. as much as others. I suppose the easy way to say is you want the ones that are finishing fastest, but some of those it's because that sort of test obviously suits them. I think realistically what you want to do is just be very careful about forging firm opinions based on this form because it's flaky. There can be plenty of good horses hidden in there and there can be plenty of bad ones flattered in there. There are going to be other races run like this as well, so maybe if you think you can spot one that's run really well here and find another race that you think is going to be run similarly, maybe you can say, oh, I think this horse is suited to squibbing it up home for 400 metres, but most good races are going to be run far more genuinely than this. Are they going to be a risk then if they find themselves in a fast race next time out? Yeah, well, maybe, may maybe. But I don't think, I think you know, my read of the sectionals and my, my read of things is that horse like, well, Jackano for one, we already know that when things get tougher, he can keep going. He wants it. He wants a harder test. Yeah. yeah. I always made that joke about you'd, if you played golf against Tiger Woods, he would much rather play you off the blacks at Doral than, you know, play putt-putt. Yeah. Because you're going to get a lot closer to him on a putt-putt course than you are off the blacks. Off the tiger tees. Yeah. So Jackano, we know he plays, he can play the real courses. Yeah. Whereas some of the others are probably just getting close here because 
how many you can't have too many tens and twelves at the local putt putt. Yeah. Wow. You might be able to. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine me bagging someone's putting. Go oh god. <laughs> oh yip splinker. Yeah, I'd be leaning more to horses on their prior form than reading mm, too yeah, much absolutely. into it. So I think with Jack and I, you go, this is a really low rating for him and he's a flop of the week. He is. And who cares? Yeah. Because he's better than that. And I'd say the stable will be happy he got away with it. Yeah, absolutely. The Colin Morikawa, which jockey flushed it? Huge, huge turnaround. I don't think we've ever seen this. The winner of the Pendrith the week before bounces back to win the Morikawa Award. <sighs> Chad Schofield taking it out aboard Learning to fly on Saturday. Well named. Chad, learning to fly. He learnt from last week's Pendrith. <laughs> he did. He did. One of the better trials we've seen in Sydney and she ran up to it winning on debut. 105 is right on the average for the win and to do it on debut I think is another tick but Chad certainly gave it every possibility to run that rating. Yeah. And so I must admit I've I've saw this at the time without actually and I haven't watched a replay or anything So, I, but it, she rallied back. Or was yep. that just the call? Sometimes the call makes these things sound more like well, she rode the hot speed and then she rallied back. Yeah. What she did is she ran really evenly and the others ran less evenly and that showed at the end where she was able to keep running because changing pace uses energy exponentially. Uh, so she was really well ridden. So that could be considered a knock for learning to fly, but the fact that she did this on Debu is a running 105 on Debu, that is no knock, right? Yeah. Are we, we're pro learning to fly. My, I'm thinking the first two here are genuine like straight to good slipper trials and they're hard in the market and they're hard in the finish yep they're the real ones well the second horse ties in with red resistance who Mm. beat king's gambit and also you don't want to read too much into what you hear stable whispers but they said she was their best filly and then she's done that twice now steel city so you'd have to think she's a pretty good yardstick she's she's run so you say learning to fly is average for a win winner but steel city is above average for a place getter in the win and as you say she's done it twice she's She's good. She's good. Yeah, she's very good. So, well, yeah, no, I'll stick with very good. Happy enough with that. Yep. And as you say, so Red Resistance was quite good as well. I think the Phillies were a little bit – do you think they were better? No, probably not. They're both – I think the same – we saw two two-year-old races that I think will stand up. So Red Resistance had run 102 on Debu. We've seen some good debuts. So Learning to Fly is now this season only the, the first two. Your Breeders' Gym Crack winners outran it. Yep. They haven't bettered it since. Oh, did Platinum Jubilee better it at the millions or just match it? She might have just matched it. And King's Gambit was the other debut that's been better than learning to fly, but only by a pound. Yeah. And he didn't match it, but he's only three pounds off and he'll better it. Yeah. He'll go on with that from the Red Resistance race, who's also one of the over 100 debuts. So that's all, you know, this is all starting to sound pretty good, isn't it? Horses yep. that are running over 100 on debut and then running well again here. Um, VC Shinzo on the same day. Shin, that's a nice debut as well, running over 100. So he's... I don't know, he might be a tear back, but he's, oh, actually, maybe not. It's a pretty good, pretty good start. He's out of summer already as well. So he's bred to be There's a few good. He's bred to be good now. The dams are the all dam, there. There's some good dams. And Don Corleone was, I was actually going to mention him as a potential uh, getting Bruce excited later. Mm. But I never got around to, to mentioning that to you. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but he ran 100. He has a great name and. Favourite for the size. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I wasn't the uh, – I'm not – I haven't done anything. You're not on your own there, pal. So you're on holidays. You just have no idea because you don't get to talk to anyone. Or anything. <laughs> oh, I just didn't you know, – so you see this and you're like, oh, I found one. Oh, everyone's talking about that, are they? <laughs> <laughs> the big thing with learning to fly, she's an absolute tank. Like when she came up outside him on the weekend, like she dwarfed him. So further, I think, as well. She'll get – which is by Justify. Mm. Size champagne. 
I actually haven't checked. Don Corleone was favoured for the size prior to Saturday. I'm not sure if that has flipped. Mm. Well, they are, there's a lot of names there that they don't sound too flaky to me. I think the first two home, even maybe the first three home in both of those races at Rose Hill on Saturday, throw in Don Corleone, throw in VC from a couple of weeks ago in Melbourne. We were, I think, upbeat enough in the very early doors because these days we just don't see that much pre-Christmas. I think they did enough pre-Christmas, but then I reckon around the holiday period it was like, oh, gee, where are they all? But mm. now here they are. Yep. Yep. So they are we're certainly being more patient with our two-year-olds these days. Maybe we're just fitting them to the, the calendar. Yep. King's Gambit will now shift down to Melbourne. What did you make of the trials at Sandown? They were not as good as Sydney, but they were... So if you think Star Patrol is good, and I think that's a reasonable... That's a reasonable take. Take, and not many people disagree with it, then, then their times look actually pretty good. Probably yep. better than I thought they were going to, because I I didn't think a... Did you think a lot of the instructor? He didn't run fast at Pakenham. No. It's interesting, though, because Red Resistance didn't run fast either, but you kind of knew it was good. Yeah, but Red Resistance ran fast late, and whereas the instructor seemed to me at Pakenham... So the really good ones should run closer to 57 than... You know, nudging down towards 57, even allowing for the fact that he's on debut and a two-year-old, 57 and a half would have been a good time and he ran more like 58 and a half. Yeah. Bit, bit quicker than that. 58 and change. I would have loved to have seen 57 and change to go, oh, okay, you can start one to two in the preview. and Yeah. But he won it. He won it well. He traded over 100, 103, which is a little bit below par. But Yeah, part of me was because it was gay. I wasn't too concerned. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Same thing with Red Resistance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's so good at it, right? And she gets the most out of them. So, yeah, he was probably a little bit below average there and, and so was the Philly to Sonic Boom who doesn't strike me as um, – neither of them really – I know she was visually – she burst on through but they went too fast there and they were, they were really stopping at the finish of the Phillies. So I think they're a fairly basic set um, and she was a little bit below average as well. So, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on the Melbourne ones. I forget the question you actually originally asked me. <laughs> <laughs> King's Gambit's still top dog going oh, to – Oh, yeah, so he would be – he's a bit better than – the instructor. So that's that's the race, is it? That'll be the prelude. The yep. instructor leading and King's Gambit trying to run him down. Yep. I would think the betting would be pretty sold on, on King's Gambit running him down. Although there'll be there'll obviously be a line. The map makers and and such and the, the people who are hugely disappointed with King's Gambit on Saturday will there must be a line against. I suppose the thing with King's Gambit, I don't think many would have butted up and taken the short odds, right? So in terms of disappointed, would there be many? So I didn't. So was the I didn't follow the betting because I was away. But was the price a product of the the Wednesday price, and it just never did anything? No, he's, a, he's actually in on Saturday. So he was a dollar yeah, fifty okay. in to dollar twenty five essentially. So there would have been some people disappointed, obviously. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone's <laughs> taken it. If you're betting, you know, fours on and getting beaten, you you tend not to be too happy. That's <laughs> the general rule. Yeah. <laughs> no, Snowden's record with uh, those short price two year olds. I wouldn't be too concerned with King's Gambit going forward. We're calling him a grand final trainer. Well, with, you just with you, two and three year olds, he is, yeah. Yeah, you just don't want him in semi finals. And I guess the weekend was a quarter final. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very much a, and he's not even run badly. So this isn't, you know, I think Red Resistance, as we said, I think Red Resistance is off to a silver slipper and a Todman in the market and in the finish in both of those. Well, yeah, he'll need to improve if they're going to hit historical averages. He'll need to improve, but he probably will, won't he? Yeah. Well, he's gay's best two year old. And King's Gambit is. If he's worse than him, not by much. Yeah. And I, do you know, I probably still think King's Gambit it might be slightly better than Red Resistance. Would, would you agree with that? Slightly yeah. better chance to win the slipper? What's the betting? 
Slipper market at this stage. King's Gambit remains the $6 favourite. Learning to fly, second pick at $7. Oh, okay. So they haven't formed for it at all. Red resistance, $8. Yeah. No, I agree. Whoever penciled that up, take a bit of percentage out for starters. But other than that, we're um, I think we're probably on the same page. Mm. I'll tell you what. You talk about horses from... Um, now tweeted out the other day, Tenley, like random horses from the past that like burst onto the scene and then just explode and do nothing. There's a horse that won the Blue Diamond preview called Burnstone for Robbie Griffiths. My God. Oh, we talked about Doubt I'm Dreaming for yeah. John McArdle as well. You know John McArdle just wakes up in cold sweats. <laughs> Robbie Griffiths must do that with Burnstone as well. He won the preview around 108 on Debut. Yeah. He, was, he was going somewhere, that horse. Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. Good to have you back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I didn't realise how much work this segment was. So very happy to see you back in the office. Rating horses. <laughs> Rating horses and coming up with interesting stuff. Interesting is debatable. Uh, Jigsaw 117, the best at Mooney Valley. Didn't take – this was the best at Mooney Valley by a long, long way. Did he get his own way in front? Uh, no, he ran it along. He was absolutely – I thought it was interesting that they he, they gave up on Snapper trying to clear him. Um, but then when you look at how fast they went along uh, – they're all entitled. He's there to be beaten if, if anything was good enough and nothing was good enough to run 117 and beat him, which is actually a pretty good figure, mm. 117. I must admit, I never would have thought Jigsaw was that good. No. Um, and I've, I even thought he was – I thought he was a chance to curl up at the end of 1100 at Sandown, and he didn't. And I certainly – because I held that view, I probably carried it over a bit and thought he must be a chance to, to curl up at the end of 1200 at the Valley, particularly with pace on. But no, he ran 1,200 really, really well. So he ran 117. So, And so the if we had a um, top twat from Sandown on Thursday, it would have been Star Patrol at 115. So both of those, I assume, are now – well, Jigsaw, they've been talking about it for a while, and I assume Star Patrol is Oakley Plate yep. as well. So that's a nice little stage set there mm. with others. But, um, yeah, so not much between them. You'd think Star Patrol has more upside. I feel like he has more – but maybe again, I'm just dragging. I'm dragging the chain. I'm not updating my view quick enough to this new jigsaw that's been the absolute star of the summer. Star Patrol is just a more exciting horse than Jigsaw, isn't he? Yep. Or do you want I and Me? So Star Patrol and I and Me have raced each other, and she couldn't lay a glove on him. She's obviously better now, but she's still better behind him. Passive aggressive was the winner that day. Um, where's she? Is she going the Oakley Blade as well? Feels like a race she would go to. Yep. So she'll be, and she, so I and me has improved enough now. I think she would be rated exactly the same as, I think they're both about 110, 111 passive aggressive I and me. Asfura is rated 116. So she's favourite. Asfura. Yeah. So then she, I and me. Yeah. Star Patrol, Uncommon James. Oh, okay. Bella Nipatina, Quokka Bound. Quokka Bound. Well, she won't be in the Oakley Plate then. And Buono Notches also there. Well. Jigsaw, $15. The, Which I, is I equal equal fifth pick. I think ratings-wise and based off what he's done here, you'd have to say that that might be, particularly once we start getting towards race day and we feed a bit of percentage in here and things are a little bit fairer for the punter, um, he, his place there might be a, a bit big. Yep. But I'm I'm still a little niggly about Jigsaw and whether I'm whether I'm all in on that idea. So Marabi won this last year, backed up when the Oakley played off this, running 118 in both. Yep. So he's run 117, so we're... He's the there, he's course. in the ballpark. He's in the ballpark, yeah. So, so Marabi, Asfura probably looks more like Marabi though. And I think Marabi is back for it, but we haven't seen her since. But I think she, I think I, I can't remember exactly where, but I saw someone or some story or an article or something that, that Marabi's 
I assume that when she didn't appear in the spring that she was off to the barn because she's quite she's an older mare she she obviously had issues early on but she um she's back yep well she's in the market okay pre nom so if you do want you Asfura get it Asfura does look quite a bit like her yeah rating maybe they haven't won the same races like Jigsaw has but I feel like Asfura is um rate like ratings profile looks very similar yep I would say and I as I said I am me passive aggressive similar. I mean, I mean, much more here and now, though. Where is passive aggressive? You want to see her back? I mean, who leads? They will go very fast, but that is, and particularly down the hill at Sand down there, Wooshka. Wooshka. That'll be a lot of fun, actually. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You this, just, yeah. So this was um, the stage set. Both the the top twat from Mooney Valley and Sand down straight to the Oakley Plate and and straight there with good chances. Or well, maybe not straight there. I think Star Patrol at least will probably run in the Rubiton. Yeah. Well, you think with Keeping Jigsaw fresh has worked. Yeah, yeah, they'll, and they've had it. They'll go fresh. Yep. And he'll be, yeah, as I said, ratings-wise, he will. It will take some. Um, it will take some explaining for me to get him out of there. I look forward to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like him. I just don't <laughs> like him enough. Uh, Rose Hill Maria Mia ran to one hundred and fifteen. She was beaten eleven times off benchmarks in the sixties in Melbourne. Joe Pride's got a hundred eleven in the lead in. Goes even better here. Runs new career peak, 115. It is the lowest modern expressway winning figure. It is. We mentioned it on the preamble. It was the worst expressway ever. <laughs> on a, on when you look at average time point ratings of the runners in yeah, the field, okay. it was an absolute, yeah, it was a chasm compared to everything else. These are the sort of races, I mean, carnivals and such have shifted away from these races, I suppose. They're even last year. Yeah. So within a year, it's... Completely different race. But regardless, Joe Pride. Well, Joe Pride, Rain Affair, Eduardo, and then a Swag, Tiger Tees. He probably won Expressway, did he, or a Missile? They all win these. Ball of Muscle, he must have. He's just got an absolute army. These Target in sight, did he nick one of these? He was Johnny O. Was he? Oh, I swear he was Joe Pride. It seems too reliable to be Johnny O. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the future really holds for Maria Mia. She's... In any, she's rock solid in any mare's race she goes to. I think they probably go to the championships. They draw a big circle around the Sapphire and probably find one or two runs into that. Is that the is that the Maria Mia path? There's not much to, to follow there, is there? We were both right. Target Insight started off with Johnny O and then finished with Joey Pride. Where he was, surely he was much more reliable. Did he win a missile? So his best for Johnny O was 98. Or a hallmark. And then he ran 100, he got up to 115, but he won the Maurice McCartan. Oh, the Maurice. You would remember it. We were there. He beat Deep Field. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I knew I loved that horse. Yeah. 115, same figure as Maria Mia. But the, the horse for the, that'll be interesting, depending on you know, both ways of looking at it next time is Golden Mile. Yep. Whether you think he explodes off this and he's back and he's going to be terrific in the, the good three year old races or whether you think he goes the other way and you don't like him. A little bit like Jackano, off his figure here, first up, he'll go to a Hobartville, I assume. Golden Mile will just follow the Animo path, same. Well, yeah. not the Animo path, the logical path. He'll go to Hobartville next. And surely, without knowing what's going there, this will again be a figure that doesn't really look particularly appealing there. No, that's the difference with, you mentioned Jackano and even Animo last year. They have the big career peak where Golden Mile doesn't. Yeah, he does have one. I know what you're saying. But he's got peaks better than this and he's... He's quite good. I think you're being a little bit unfair. But maybe that's because you 
it depends how you frame it. Are you trying to? Are you trying to say he's? Are you framing him against Animo and those sort of horses? Because well, if you frame him against them, yeah, well, he's a very soft version of them on deeds to date. Yeah, but if you're just treating him like a nice progressive three-year-old, he's got a lot of things going for him, right? It's yeah, a very nice horse. I think his record is far better than what he is rated. Yeah. So that's the big chink for me. He's 114, and yeah, he's won a Guineas. And when we saw him in a real race, the Golden Rose, he got found out, and Zoo Tiger kicked back and beat him. So that's where I have him pegged. Yeah. So he no knock on Zoo Tiger. Nice horse. He and Jack and O basically run the same race first up, and across the ditch, Sharp and Smart ran one pound better, 107 first up. It was okay. Testing track. But Sharp and Smart's a bit the same. He's I mean he's got he doesn't have huge peaks yet. But he gets to work into a softer pool because he gets to work into a, He'll come over here for the Rose Hill Guineas. But Piers have to be a big chance in the Hobartville. He was stiff the other day, wasn't he? First up. Yeah, he's a nice enough horse, but he's worse than Golden Mile. For now. For now. Yeah, I did, there's no way you're marking the, the Kiwi Guineas winner shorter than the Caulfield Guineas winner. No, but I'll be backing him. Interesting. Before we leave Rose Hill, quick little uh, tip of the hat to Nicolini Vito as well. He's run... Over 100, eight times this prep. That's pretty good. That is good. He's run. Love to own a horse yeah, like that good. Yeah. No, he's done pretty well to, admittedly, they were giving away places in the expressway, but he still stood up and took it. So good on him. And I said eight times in the hundreds this prep. That's a, that's a little hat tip on the way out because he's not a group horse. Uh, Morfittville, Shimino ran to 108, which matched the 108 behind Jigsaw. So there's a little bit of depth to Jigsaw if, if you like. It's interesting he was 11 to 1. He'd beaten Kemal Parsa before that in the what's the the Wiley or whatever the race is that they run the equivalent race in the at the start of the spring in Adelaide. This is the Durbridge. He was big odds there as well, but he's yeah he's banging up these numbers. He's run 108 last start, 11 to one about a horse that didn't have to improve. That's interesting. What are they doing in Adelaide? <laughs> Should have been paying attention. <laughs> Poor old Kemal Parsa. I think he's lost a yard now. He won this race last year. He's only had four runs since. Hasn't been near it. Uh, see You in Heaven ran... Oh, this is interesting. So See You in Heaven, three-year-old filly, ran 106, running second here. Ooh. Which is the same as Golden Mile, which is the same as Jackano. Whoa. Where's it going? No, oh, I don't know. Probably trying to... I suppose she's trying to beat Climbing Star in the Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> what a clash. Race of the autumn. Move over, All-Star Mile. Uh, sunny Coast, and it was... How are we going to say this? Shayu, Chalet, Shallot, Shallots. She ran 108. The punters are back, they don't care. No, they don't. Joined O'Day and Hoisted after um, Archie Alexander and a failed spring on heavy tracks for Mick Price. Didn't fire there and three numbers around 100 somewhere, but back to 108 here. Has a 110 peak for Archie, which is also fresh, so she's a freshie. But I did note that when she's gone second up, she's basically been pitched into group ones and settled closer to last than first, so... That's I'd be a bit unfair. That's not an easy spot to yeah to go. Oh well, she hasn't won second up. Mm, she's not much good second up. So well, she's been set impossible tasks. Didn't she? I think she went into it. She said like sixteenth of sixteen in a Coolmore at six to one. Dear, ah, that's right. Deary me. For starters, why was she six to one? But she's won pretty well here in the Sunny Coast Cup. Time honoured. Time honoured. And yeah, she's she's probably going to do pretty well up there. But the story of the race is the second horse. So did you see this? Did you see who's run second? No. Friend of the show. Who? Namazu. Oh, did he really? Yeah. The Cairns and Townsville Cup winner has come back and run second in the Sunshine Coast Cup. Over 1,400. That's huge. This is the medallia out of earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. So got away from Camp James and just exploded up north. 
in 2021, you know, he did the Guinness treble. Mm. Rocky Mackay Townsville. I mean, that's – he's run 102. Big peak here first up. So Huge. even better. My goodness. I don't know where he's going. Black book. Yeah, well, maybe Golden Mile can't win the Doncaster. Now, that'd be something. Oh, would it ever. The big colt turns up to win the Doncaster in blue. Have you done cancer, Ram? And Medallia out of Earthquake turns around and stuffs him from the north. That would be uh, – I'll go. I'll be trackside for that. Yeah, I'd clap be, it in. Oh, <laughs> I've clapped in one horse ever. That's when, No, actually, I think I clapped in takeover at Queanbeyan one day. Deserved it. Off a track gallop, I went and clapped him in. <laughs> and I clapped in Nature Strip after the third DJ. Yeah. But if Namazu stuffs <laughs> Golden Mile in the Doncaster, as I think at this stage we have to assume he can, I will be there. Hanging over the fence like an absolute nuff. <laughs> Off to Perth. And this is on this is for you. Tell me about Angelic Miss. 106. A lot yeah. of 106s this week. What's the what's with 106? See you in heaven. Golden Mile. Jack and O. Angelic Miss. It's as if we're using the same template. <laughs> 106. Story of the race was stablemate Houser Serenity. She barely got past the turn and no surprise to see her found lame after the race. But good to see Angelic Miss back in form. They overdid it in front, so while she was back in the field, she was in the right spot and a slight new peak. And Simon Miller just continues to do a really good job with these sort of horses. Just about all horses, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very good trainer. That is just so exciting! Scraping the barrel for the Bruce this week, I turned to Adam and said, you've got one. And he said, you've done all the ratings the last week. So over to me. And for those that I'm sure you wouldn't have missed it, the 19th of January at Pinjarra, love a session. I put my holiday on hold for this. On debut for Dan Morton, finished fast into fifth. She will break her maiden this preparation. I'm going to say next start. Just needed a draw inside. She got back. I think it's going to be a good form race. The time was good and where she was positioned in run certainly wasn't suitable. She got too far back. Too far back. C. Parnham? No, the hyphenator. Oh. I know, disappointing. If it's not one, it's the other. <laughs> but a really good run and I think that form will hold up and love a session, love a spelt L-O-V-A and then session. She's Traditional spelling of session. Is she by sessions? She is by sessions, oh. which, you know, I love searching for her sessions. But she will be winning, I'd imagine, either next start or the one after that because her closing splits were very good there. So in terms of this time of year, no, a, a pinjara maiden, but winner's a winner. They make us money. That's all that matters. All right, that wraps us up. We'll be back with the preamble on Thursday. Hope everyone has a good week. Sure.